Let us pray. Lord, as your scriptures are read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your holy word. Thank you for your gift of scripture, we pray. Amen. Well, the Christmas story is obviously a familiar story for many of us. I would suggest that most of us, if not all of us, have heard the story of the birth of Jesus at least once or, or twice in our lives. And we are in that season, even though uh, the official start of the Advent season isn't until next Sunday, uh, we are clearly in that Christmas season. And you can see that all around. You go to the stores, they've got Christmas music on, although if you went to some stores, they've had the Christmas music on since before, uh, you know, Halloween. It's always weird to see uh, a major scene next to a uh, statue of a ghost. That's always a little odd. But this is a wonderful time of, of, of year. And if you're like me, this is my favorite time of the year. I love all of the all the things that go with the Christmas season. How many of you have already watched at least one Christmas special this year? All right, I have to admit, I may have watched four or five of them uh, this weekend with my son, Owen. Uh, and uh, I have to tell you, uh, Santa Claus uh, has been a very busy person. Uh, he has, uh, let's see, been knocked unconscious, um, been replaced a couple of times. Uh, it's amazing, the movies. All right, how many of you have watched at least one Hallmark Christmas movie so far this year? It's okay. It's okay. I may have watched a couple unwittingly, and I, I'm, I'm just waiting for, you know, for, uh, uh, you know, to go back to my hometown and have to, because I'm a cynical big city reporter and I have to do a story and then I run into, uh, you know, an, an old flame that I went to high school with and you have to work together to save the town's library or whatever. <laughs> I saw a funny meme, uh, uh, it had, had these elves working and they said that Hallmark was busily working on coming up with a second story for their Christmas movies. <laughs> Um, but they're fun, right? Nothing wrong with those. This is a season, though, that we focus on the birth of Jesus. And as we focus on the birth of Jesus and, and, and on all of those characters in the, the, the Bible stories of, of, of the birth of Jesus, one character that stands out to me is the character of Joseph. Joseph is a character that sometimes we 
we sometimes overlook, don't we? I mean, when we think about it, characters like the shepherds and the angels and the magi, they all get special attention. I put up my manger scene at home the other day, and as I was arranging the characters, it occurred to me that certain ones have to go up front, right? You got to put the, the, the wise men up front, right? Usually, at least in mine, they got a camel, and the camel won't fit in the, the stable, right? So they got to go up front. You got the angels, you got the wise men. Of course, you have Mary and, and the baby, but who do I always put in the very back, back with the sheep? Joseph. We often overlook Joseph. So during this uh, uh, Christmas season, this, this, this season of, of, of Advent, the, this season of preparing ourselves for the coming of Jesus, I want us to focus on Joseph and, and to look at this uh, Christmas story through the eyes of Joseph. So let's talk a little bit about Joseph. Uh, Joseph was a carpenter. We all know this because of the children's moments we just had, right? Joseph was a carpenter. In Matthew 13, uh, Jesus goes back to his hometown of Nazareth to teach and to minister. And, and as Jesus is teaching in the local synagogue, someone asks, isn't this the carpenter's son? Where did he learn all this? So clearly, Joseph was a carpenter. Now, the interesting thing about Joseph, other than him being a carpenter, is that we don't know much more about him other than that. We really don't, right? Uh, he has no speaking lines in the entire Bible. Did you know this? He doesn't. He doesn't say a word. People, he's mentioned, he's talked about, the narrator talks about him, but he is never, he never says a word in the whole Bible. And in fact, the Gospel of Mark doesn't even talk about him at all. So he's a character that sometimes gets left behind. Now, early church folk, just like church folk today, had questions about Jesus. And one of the questions they had was about Joseph. And so uh, very, very early on in the Christian church, people, uh, uh, Christians began to speculate and to do research on, on Joseph. And they came up with the fact that, that, that Joseph was uh, a guy who had a brother named uh, Clopas who was married also to a woman named Mary. And if we read the gospel accounts, there is a gospel accounts of a guy named Clopas in, and another Mary. And so early church folks said that that was Joseph's uh, brother and sister-in-law, which would have been Mary, the mother of Jesus's brother and sister-in-law. Is that true? Don't know. The Bible never says it is, but it's one of those early speculations about who Joseph was. So let's talk about what it meant to be a carpenter, right? Throughout the whole New Testament, only two people are really referred to as carpenters. 
Uh, and the, the, the Greek word that they use is tekton, uh, which actually uh, uh, sometimes can be used in, in other instances to mean a laborer, but in this case, it, it was uh, uh, somebody who worked with wood. And uh, we know that uh, 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 carpenters were not wealthy people, but they also weren't very, very poor people. It wasn't a hand-to-mouth kind, of, uh, kind of a deal. Now, we shouldn't really think of them as middle class because there was no middle class. There was the really rich and then everybody else. Okay, So they were part of everybody else, but they weren't super, super poor. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, so uh, uh, Joseph w w was referred to as a tecton. There was another group called an arch tecton uh, from, uh, from the Greek uh, that were uh, more skilled and kind of designed uh, things that were built, and that's where we get the term, our modern term, architect from. Uh, but that wasn't Joseph. Joseph would have built things out of wood. He would have built household furniture. He would have built staircases uh, inside homes. He would have built window frames and door frames. Uh, he would have spent a lot of his time building farm implements. He would have built the, uh, the, the yoke that went around oxen. These are the things that Joseph and then in turn Jesus would have done. You know, most of us don't think of Jesus as walking around with a hammer and a screwdriver, but he did. In fact, this blew my mind. Jesus probably knew how to cut a dovetail joint. I can't cut a dovetail joint. Not even with one of those expensive little jigs you get with a router. Nah, I can't do it. But Jesus, he would have known how to do that by hand. And how did he know how to do it by hand? Because Joseph would have taught him how to do it by hand. That is somebody who has skill. That is somebody who takes great care in, in, in doing a job. Joseph, and in turn Jesus, would have been considered skilled artisans rather than just common laborers. They would have been considered a tradesperson. They would have been somebody of some importance in their community because without them, you couldn't get the items that you needed. This is what Joseph did. And what is super cool to me, at least, is that not only did Joseph do this for a living, but he also taught Jesus. I remember when I was a kid being taught how to drive a nail. Did any of you ever have that fun little exercise where your, your dad or somebody gave you a piece of wood and a nail and you had to drive the nail in? Or worse, they gave you a saw, and not a power saw, but a saw saw, and you had to, and, and they like drew a line and they made you cut the line, and then it would get all wavy and crooked, or you, you'd get the saw. I really like table saws. No man played as important role in Jesus' life as Joseph. Nobody. Think about that. Joseph not only taught Jesus 
how to build things, but he taught him how to be a man. He taught him what it meant to, uh, to uh, treat others with respect. He, he would have been the one who taught him what it meant to be a, 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 a good Jewish boy, what it meant to, uh, to, to, to go to synagogue, what it meant to read the Bible. This would have been Joseph's job. It would have been his responsibility. He was the one who instilled in, in Jesus, I, I think, a, a sense of right and wrong and, 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 and justice. Joseph had a huge impact on who Jesus became as a person. And what Joseph, I think, teaches us is the importance that we can play in the life of somebody else. My friends, how are you shaping the children entrusted to your care? They might be your own children or grandchildren, nieces or nephews, children at church or, or somewhere in your life. What are you teaching them about life? What image of God are you painting for them? When you die, what will your children and grandchildren and other children say they learned from you? What lessons will they continue to carry with them? That's what Joseph, I think, demonstrates for us, is that no matter what profession we may have, we all have an important job to play in the lives of the young people around us, those who look up to us. My friends, every mother, stepmother, father, stepfather, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle has been asked to raise children of God, to, to show them a picture of God's love and God's mercy and to teach them intentionally what it means to be God's children. How are you shaping the children entrusted to your care? Joseph has a lot to teach us. And over the next few weeks, we will be learning more about Jesus through his eyes. Let us pray. Lord, as we begin our look at Joseph over these next few weeks, remind us that we all have a special role to play in the lives of, of young people. Rather, whether we are parents or grandparents, aunts, uncles, friends, Church members, we all have a responsibility to, to demonstrate to those generations coming behind us what it means to be a Christian, what love looks like. Lord, we ask a special blessing upon uh, all of those who are raising children. And we ask, Lord, 
for a special blessing upon all the children in our lives, and especially on those children uh, here at our church, that they may learn your love from this place. Thank you for giving us the picture of Joseph. Amen. <laughs>